Great, there's some construction happening across the street for me. Can you all hear it or are we good? I don't hear it. Okay, great, great. I didn't expect the construction on Sunday, but you know, there we are. Um, hi everyone, my name is Greg. I'm a compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic. I'm glad to be here today. Thank you, Jenny, for asking me to speak. I will start out with, you know, the usual kind of stats. I've been in program since 2006. I've been, um, I have a recommitted abstinence of about four and a half years, um, but I have been abstaining from sugar and my other uh, trigger foods for 12 or 13 years. I can't quite remember. So my, my story does include relapse. And I was, by the grace of God, during my relapse, I did not pick up sugar or any of my other binge foods, which was a miracle. Um, so my top weight, I think was around probably 190, maybe 200, but I'm not quite sure. I had stopped getting on the scale at a certain point. Um, my lowest weight was about 120, 125 pounds. Um, and I've been maintaining this current weight uh, for a couple, well, plus and minus a few pounds, I actually just had to adjust my food plan because, you know, COVID and at home all day, didn't quite need all the food that I was eating. So it was time to let go of some, at least for now. So, yeah, so I came into program in 2006. Um, you know, I came in because I couldn't stop eating. You know, I, and I didn't know why I couldn't stay stopped, you know, like, I thought if I could just get everything under control, then my life would be okay. But, you know, I, all of my attempts at like controlling my weight and maintaining weight just never, ever worked out. I'd have periods where I could, you know, um, like eat healthy and maybe exercise, but I always went back in the other direction, gaining weights, um, and binging. And so my kind of like my routine over the years was, you know, I would restrict what I was eating all day long. Like, you know, everything was light, everything was fat free, everything was flavorless until we hit about dinner time. And usually on the way home from school or work, I would stop, get all my binge foods for the night, sit down, you know, in my bedroom in front of the TV with the door shut, windows drawn, and um, just eat. And then I would, you know, binge all night. And then sometimes I would purge, sometimes I would go running until I would throw up. Um, and that was my life. I was, you know, every day for, for years, for about a decade, I would say, um, and I was miserable and I hated myself and I just didn't know why I couldn't stop doing it. Um, you know, I had limited success with diets. I'd lose weight, but I always would gain them back. And I was just miserable and I hated myself and I wanted to die. You know, I hated my body. I hated my life. I hated everything and everyone, but most of all, you know, myself. And um, yeah, and you know, when I came into these rooms, I just wanted to stop eating like I was eating, like that was it. You know, that was all I wanted to do. Like I didn't care about anything else. And I didn't even know that that was all like part of what this program was. You know, I didn't know there was an emotional and spiritual side to it. Um, I just know I just wanted to stop eating. You know, I kind of had this thought my entire life that my life would be okay if I got to a certain weight and had a six pack, you know, cause then I wouldn't have any problems because if I had a flat stomach, then I would get the job 
and I'd get the place to live and I'd have money and I'd, you know, have a boyfriend. All these things is direct consequences of my stomach. That was the kind of thinking that I had before I came into program. And, um, you know, and like, I've never, ever, ever had a flat stomach, even in abstinence. And, and that's fine. And I'm happy with that. It's fine. Like it's my body is my, what my body is. And I like my body. Um, and, but it's funny now because like, now I, I get to live where I want to live. I have a job that I like. I'm married. Um, you know, I, I, we own our home and I still don't have a flat stomach, you know? So it's just nice, you know, to not have to like have that one thing as like the goal that will make my life perfect, you know, because my life isn't perfect. And I got to let go of that in program. So, yeah, so I came into program and you all said to get a sponsor and start working the steps. And I didn't want to do that, but thank you. 10 more minutes. Awesome. Thank you. But everyone who seemed to be sane and in a healthy body weight, you know, they said, work the steps. And so I was like, all righty. So I got a sponsor and I started working the steps and, you know, and things were, you know, things were good. I got, a, I got a lot of recovery. I got a lot better. You know, I, my weight stabilized. I stopped eating my alcoholic foods. I had, you know, the spiritual awakening as described as part of the promises in step nine. Like I had that psychic change. Like I was no longer interested in, my binge foods, nor compulsively overeating or undereating or throwing up. It's been, you know, 13 years since I've made myself throw up. And so this program is like freaking miracle, you know, so all those things were great. Like I came in, I did what y'all said and I experienced the promises and, um, you know, and then like in 2015, that's when I believe that my relapse actually started. And you know, I think for me, like, as I kind of reflect back on that time, you know, I was still working my program. I was still sponsoring people. I had a sponsor. I was going to three meetings or more a week. Uh, I was the chair of intergroup. Um, you know, all these amazing things I was doing with my program. I had a job I liked, like everything was okay. And, um, and I didn't even like see the relapse come in. You know, like I also have um, some mental health issues that I deal with. I deal with chronic depression, anxiety, and um, obsessive compulsive disorder. And so um, my depression started to sneak in and my eating disorder was right behind it. And as I got more and more depressed, I started eating more and more and I gained like 25 pounds. And, you know, I was in the midst of this depression and didn't even realize that I was in relapse until, you know, after getting medical attention and starting on medication and doing an outpatient um, mental health program because I had gotten to a point where I was, I was suicidal and um, you know, and my disease, it is, it is a dick, you know, and it's like, Oh, you know, he's depressed. I'm going to sneak in now and get him in the food, you know, and it did. And like, for me, part of my like staying abstinent today is taking really good care of my mental health you know, and I work with outside professionals and I take medication because, you know, if I go to that place again of depression, um, I could give two shits about abstinence and, and recovery and working my program. And that's exactly what my disease wants. And I just can't afford to go there again. So, you know, as I came out of my depression, as I 
um, started coming out of like the fog and started to feel better and had like willingness to, you know, like actually like get out of bed and do things. Um, you know, things started to get, get better. And I was like, wow, like, huh, I gained 25 pounds. I'm like, this is really interesting. You know, and at first I was just like, do I like, do I want to restart my time? Like what's going on? And my, it was coming up on like my nine year anniversary of abstinence and my spot, I didn't know what to do. And I had written about it, prayed about it, written about it, prayed about it. And my sponsor was like, well, can you, you know, honestly go up there and take a chip? You know, and I was just like, man, that is a good question. And when I thought about going up and accepting a chip in front of a room of people, I'm like, no, I can't do that. So I decided I was going to, you know, restart my time. And I was just really grateful I didn't get into the sugar and the other stuff. But um, it was really like such a huge ego thing, you know, to go from nine years of abstinence to, you know, a day. And, um, and it didn't happen right away. You know, like that was like June. And I was like, well, I already like all of my old thinking came back of like, well, it's day one. So fuck it. You know, like I'll have day one tomorrow you know, and, and it was just every day overeating and it wasn't even binging. I was just eating more at each meal than my body needed. Um, you know, um, cause I'm a person who weighs and measures cause I get a lot of relief from that, you know, knowing that, that I put in exactly what I need because I can under eat and I can overeat. So like knowing that like, Oh, you know, I have two teaspoons of peanut butter with my breakfast and can I mention foods? Yeah. Okay. Um, and like, and that's something that I weigh and measure because like, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I did and I don't have to then think about it for the rest of the day. Did I eat enough? Did I eat too little? Like there's no spinning because I have facts, you know, I have facts to tell me the truth. So I knew I wasn't doing yeah, that. Five more. Thank you. So like the huge spoonful was not two teaspoons. So like I did a lot of that. And then I just kind of got to a place where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be 40. And I didn't want to start my 40s in the disease. So I had my husband take me to a cabin in the woods for my 40th birthday. And I like literally, we stayed inside the cabin for the entire weekend. And like we had all of our food with us and we just prepared meals. And I started my 40s abstinence and white and white knuckling it. And that's kind of how it started, you know, um, my you know, coming back from relapse. And yeah, and it was a lot of white knuckling in the beginning. Like it was incredibly uncomfortable and it was painful and I wanted to eat and I wanted to eat. And my sponsor kept saying, every time you don't eat, it's going to get easier. And I was like, Oh my God, like, when is that going to happen? You know, um, I, sometimes I don't hear enough in the rooms, like how fucking painful it is, you know, to like, feel like you're crawling out of your skin because you want more, or I want more. I felt like I was crawling out of my skin and to not eat it. You know, my sponsor would say like, you know what, Greg, well, like recovery doesn't mean relief. You know what? Sometimes being abstinent doesn't feel good, you know, especially in the beginning. Abstinence is uncomfortable, you know, eating the food, you get the relief in the minute, in the beginning, but then once you stop, then you get the misery. So it's like, where do you, how do you want to have your misery, Greg, is which kind of how she phrased it. Do you want your misery and discomfort in the, in the direction of your recovery? like by being abstinent, or do you want your discomfort and your misery in the direction of the food? Because either way, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable abstaining. I'm uncomfortable in the food. So where, which way do I want it? How do I want my discomfort? 
And that was really helpful for me because I want to feel my discomfort in the direction of God in the direction of my recovery. And so I just kept doing what she said, you know, abstain, abstain, no matter what, abstain, no matter what, abstain, no matter what. And it fucking hurt. And it, it really hurt. And it was uncomfortable. And I just kept praying. And because like, I can't make it, you know, like I was white knuckling in the beginning, but I can't sustain that. You know, God has to, to give me that abstinence. And eventually it got to a point where I did not want those foods anymore. You know, I went back to working the steps, you know, and eventually started, you know, sponsoring more people. And, you know, um, and things started to change again, you know, my, my weight stabilized and I stopped feeling insane all the time. And, you know, my life got a lot better. And, um, and I'm really grateful for that. You know, I, I learned quite a bit during that, during that relapse. And um, yeah, and so like, and like to get current about today, you know, like I'm in shelter in place, I'm home pretty much all day, every day. And my food plan has stopped working you know, because it was too much food for me and my weight went up. And so first I had to cut out a snack and then that wasn't enough to do anything. And then I had to take out more food and I'm like, oh my God, this sucks. And I'm having that discomfort again, you know, like I want more, you know, um, and I don't, I don't get more, you know, and like, you know, I hear in program, like nobody died between breakfast and lunch and lunch and dinner and dinner and breakfast. And I just kind of like go with that and sit with that. And like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I'm annoyed because I get one less fucking fruit with my lunch. You know what? And like, it's a thing, you know, and I have to acknowledge that, that it sucks and I'm going to survive it. You know, like I don't have to do it alone. I've got my higher power. I've got meetings. I've got my sponsor. I've got my sponsees. You know, and these all things like help me to, to stay abstinent. And I, I've been listening a lot to like what I do for my recovery typically is I go to a meeting every day because I need it. Um, I have a sponsor. I have sponsees. I am terrible at the telephone. I'm talking to sponsees all the time. So I like, really never want to make a phone call. Um, but I read literature every day. I pray. I meditate. I do writing. There's this really cool mini meeting Monday through Friday out of San Francisco where they do three minutes of meditation and then 10 minutes of writing. So when I don't have to work, I go to those meetings. Um, yeah, and I just try to use the tools. And lately I've been really into the Vision for You podcasts. And like, I can read the big book on my own and I'm like, this is really great. But like going through some of these big book stories or the like big book sections, with these people who are like have studied the big book um, for years has been so helpful because they're seeing, they see all these things that I don't see, you know, and then they, they're like pointing out stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, that's wow. You know, like, so like listening to these podcasts, taking notes on them and then talking about it with other people has been like really like boosting my recovery. I've been hearing so many new different things and I was listening to a podcast recently and the speaker said that she treats herself, her God, like her cell phone. You know, she checks it the first thing she gets up, she checks it constantly throughout the day. And then she checks it before she goes to bed. So like, you know, as much as she's on her cell phone, it's as much as she talks to her higher power. And I just thought that was so awesome because I can forget my higher power so easily, but 
I can't do any, I can't maintain abstinence without my higher power and without all of you. So thank you. I'll wrap up. So like, for me, like the answer is always like more God, more God or more higher power or whatever you want to call it. I don't really care. Whatever works for you. Um, but yeah, it's like, I have to like be as in contact with my higher power as much as I'm checking my cell phone, you know? And, um, I actually wrote it on a little piece of paper and I keep it on my desk because higher power is the first thing that I forget about, you know? So um, those visual reminders are also really huge for me. Um, I have actually reminders all over my desk. I have a little, little rock that says one day at a time. I have another little rock that says, don't quit. I have the acceptance passage. I have everything, you know, I have like a, one of those plastic transparent things on my desk and I just put all this program shit underneath it so I can have it in my face because like literally I will forget you know I have an amazing forgetter and I will it is active it is going you know and um and this stuff helps me to remember that I'm not alone higher powers with me I don't have to do this alone and the answer is always more God and less Greg so Thank you so much. And I look forward to hearing what y'all have to say. And I think for a topic, maybe today, um, you know, what you're doing for your program that's really working for you and, um, or what you're doing that isn't working and that you are praying for the willingness to do differently or whatever you need to share about. Thank you.